Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. D-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts, heaping, first down, and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by Believe Podcast Network and sponsored by BetOnline.ag, the best sports betting website around. Remember, if you use promo code Believe B L E A V, they will match your initial deposit up to fifty percent. Football season's rolling around; we're still in the early stages of it. Make some money on BetOnline.ag with the rest of us right now with using promo code Believe. And then we're also sponsored by BetterHelp. What better place to talk about your mental health than through a chat connection, just like you're so used to with doing your internet life. Uh, BetterHelp.com slash Eagles for 10% off your first month of therapy with them. And you can choose your own therapist. If you don't like the first choice, you can move along, go to a next one at your discretion. BetterHelp.com, take care of your mental health. Co-host Connor Miles, my co-host Ed Crasher, as always, Ed. Uh, it's funny, you mentioned uh, Chris Harris Jr. being the slot corner the Eagles might potentially covet, and I, you were in the right direction, is wrong former Bronco. And again, former first-round pick Bradley Ruby from, uh, well, he's been with multiple teams now. He's been with the Broncos, Texans, and Saints. But uh, that's who the Eagles all brought in. He's going to be Devontae Maddox replacement finally. They're putting James Bradbury back on the outside. Josh Josh Job had some rough stretches of learning curves, we'll say. Held his own for the caliber player he is. Held his own, but it's time for him to sit back at the wings because uh, it looks like they elevated him as well, Bradley Ruby, for the practice squad. So it looks like he's going to be ready out there tomorrow. And I just want to start off saying no better decision than throw him out in the fire right away. Ten-year veteran. You want to build chemistry in the secondary. Those things take time. Rip off the Band-Aid. Throw him out there. Let that time develop. It won't look pretty right away, but it'll get there eventually. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I, You know, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. You know, rip off the Band-Aid, throw him out there. But, you know, the guy just got here like five days ago and he's still learning the defense. And I would assume. Um, and then what about his football conditioning? So, you know, I'm not sure how many snaps he'll get. I think we'll still see a rotation of Bradbury in the slot, you know, occasionally, but not as much as he played against the commanders. Um so, yeah, I mean, I think we'll see what Bradley uh, Bradley Roby has left. He, what is he, 31 years old? He, he is a 10-year veteran. Um, hey, hey, know. hey, it's a Linneville Joseph's Navica Sioux type move. Yeah. It, it, it's it a could, championship caliber band-aid. He's it, it not perfect. Be. He's not great. But that's they don't need that. They need him to be Bradley Roby that he's shown to be in his career, to be in the nickel spot and let James Bradbury Dayers like get back into their groove. Yeah, I mean, you're right. He could be that guy. It's interesting because he does come over from the Saints. You know, that was his most recent team. And, you know, the Eagles traded for a safety from the Saints, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, last year. And he he certainly uh, 
And got Justin Evans and Malcolm Jenkins. They love them since DBs. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, and even have Contavious Street, the uh, defensive tackle, who who will probably see some increase in reps uh, this week because Fletcher Cox isn't going to play and Marlon Tuipilat, who's not going to play either. Um, It's going to be weird to see no Fletcher Cox on the field. This guy's like the Jason Kelsey of the offense. You know, he hasn't missed a snap due to injury since I think it was weeks two and three back in 2017, the Super Bowl season. Um, You know, he's played every game since. You know, he sat out the last game of the 21 and 22 season because they were meaningless, basically. So he didn't play those games. But, you know, he's like the Iron Man of the defense. And, you know, I know it's a deep position defensive tackle. Um, but you know, it's just going to be weird not to see Cox out there. So Contavious street and other saints, uh, cast off could get a, a, an increase in snaps at defensive tackle this weekend. Now that you brought it up, uh, quick question for you. I just want to gauge your interest on this. I was thinking about this during the week. Let's say these Fletcher Cox, I, I, I'm okay with him missing this game. I, I, I think it's fine. I think it's kind of like load management type of thing without them officially saying it. Cause you don't want this back condition to worsen up as the season goes on. It's a very long season ahead, but yeah. let's just say this is a lingering issue with him with his back. You still get a good Fletcher Cox. You still get the Fletcher Cox. Cause I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Fletcher Cox in year 12. It was like Fletcher Cox in year four. He's playing out of his mind this year. But let's just say this, this back issue wears on and you want to preserve what Fletcher Cox is showing so far. Do you make that call to the Amica Sue? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, they do have depth there. Um, you know, I was going to ask you if you thought that, that, that ship moved on. That ship has sailed. Because I mean, Marlon T gets mm-hmm. injured a lot. I mean, this is this is a known thing with him with injury history. True, but you know they still have. Well, let's see what Moro Ajomo can do. He's going to be active, I'm sure, tomorrow. The rookie seventh round pick from Texas. Uh, you know, let's see what he can do and whatever snap count he uh, he's handed, which I think will probably be like eight to twelve snaps. Maybe maybe that's even might be a little bit high. But you personally would go the younger route, stick with the younger guys. I, I, I would see what you have. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you have, you still have street, you have a Jomo, um, you know, you have, you could certainly increase the reps for Jalen Carter. He's ready. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, he'll see an uptick in snaps. Jordan Davis could certainly see an uptick in reps and Milton Williams has played fantastic. So, you know, I like what they have, um, you know, but again, if you, so, it's funny. I want to tell you this real quick. It's funny yeah. that you say this because I was torn on this all week. And then I was like, you know what? Ed's kind of right. They they kind of did that approach with defensive tackle last year when guys went down. They said, let's see what we got in our young guys. And the lease was short. And then they went out and got Linfield Joseph and the Amagasu. So I'm sure it's would be this that would be the same route they would follow. They would say, Let's see what we have in Majomo. Yeah. Let's see what we have in uh Marlon, see when he's healthy, if he's gonna be healthy. Let's see what we have in Davius Street and so on and so forth. So uh, I agree with you, but I mean, I, I think again, they're four and zero. They're already making a. I know they're they're literally at Plan D right now with the nickel corner. I I don't even think it, they would want to play Roby if Sidney Brown was ready. Uh, would I be? Am I correct in that thinking? I think they would rather have Sidney Brown at nickel if he was available this week. Yeah, and I and you know I think you could still see see Sidney Brown get some nickel snaps uh, in place of Roby unless Roby comes out and. You know, he looks like the Roby. They like ruled. They ruled Sidney Brown out. He's done. He's not okay. going to play. Well, yeah, I know. But I'm saying, if when he comes, oh, oh, okay, which yeah. you know could be next week, you know, in New York against the Jets, um, he still could see some slot reps. You know, maybe him and Roby kind of split that load up a little bit, and they take Bradbury away from the slot altogether. Um, again, it's going to depend on how Roby does in his, you know, in his progress here. 
if he comes out and looks like Fletcher Cox did in year four, like you said, and he looks like Bradley Roby back in year four, then, you know, maybe Sidney Brown's is, is exclusively the safety, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's, it, it, it's a day-to-day week-to-week thing. It's a cliche, but we'll see how these guys acclimate. We'll see how this defensive line does a Jomo, if he's ready for, for, you know, a few snaps and if more uh, Contavious street can uh, play like a veteran, you know, he's a veteran player, so I'm not sure you need Sue, but Sue's not going anywhere. If you feel like you do, I mean, he's going to be there. Same with Linval Joseph. If these guys can still play and they want to play, they're not going to go anywhere. They'll come back to Philadelphia if the Eagles call, I'm sure. I mean, I I think Roby's cha- – look, I don't think Roby was purposely out on purpose. I think he was waiting for the championship caliber team to give him a call because he wants to compete for a ring, just like Sue was, just like Joseph was. I think he's at that point in his career because – and, you know, corners, when they're at the 11 year, you're kind of towards the end as is. So I, I think he was just waiting for that right opportunity to join the right squad and the, the opportunity opened up with injuries. It's This is how it goes year in and year out with football. So am I worried about his conditioning? I hope not, because I think he primed himself, prepared himself for this situation. I would hope. That's what it seemed like, at least. Yeah, uh, but football shapes a different animal, though. You know, you yeah. have to go out there, and you know, you you can you can't replicate that in you know in a weight room or you know. Well, chemistry know. on the defensive line and chemistry in the secondary are way two different things too, as well. It's going to take time. It's going to take time for him to know where he's supposed to be on the field in this right. in this lineman, this defense. It's going to take time for him to get on the same page with the safeties. So it's not it's not going to be pretty. That's I don't expect it to be pretty. I'm fine with it not being pretty. But they're at Plan D at nickel corner now. They got to bring somebody off the street. So you're hoping that. At, Best case scenario, this is a Joseph Sue type move, and the Eagles did the right thing to continue their championship trend. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, you're right. The communication that might take time. You just the Rams are going to be a good test uh, for this. Uh, this Stafford's not a slouch, man. I, you know, I think Matt Stafford's the most underrated quarterback in the league. I really do. Yeah, I mean, he's he's battling this injury, this hip pointer. But yeah, I mean, they've got good receivers too. Cooper Cup's coming back. Uh, you know, two two Atwell. Uh, you know, you have Van Johnson, who or, I'm sorry, Van Jefferson, who they haven't really involved much. But, you know, you have uh, you have some good receivers uh, on that side of the ball. So this will be a good test for Roby to see how well he knows the defense, how often you'd like to keep Bradbury on the outside if you can. Um, but I just boy, that would be really be amazing if Roby can come in and play, you know, all however many reps they're going to get on defense, you know, all 80 of them, is he going to play a hundred percent or are they going to have to work him in and out because of, you know, the conditioning, the football conditioning? No, I agree with you. I think you hit yeah. the hail on the head. I think they're going to, you know, go and de- it depends on matchups. Depends yeah. who they put in the nickel, who the Rams put in the slot uh, in certain formations as well. I think we're going to see a little bit of Job and a little bit of uh, Roby. Yeah. Job on the outside, you mean, and Bradbury. Yeah. And Bradbury going yeah. in the nickel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I think so too. Unless, you know, Roby comes in and shocks the heck out of all of us and kind of knew the Eagles were where he's going to be to begin with. So he was watching them a lot or whatever. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's the Eagles are going in shorthanded. And, you know, you hope Roby can give them a lift in whatever role they call on him to do. Well, I mean, it's crazy. I never thought I would say this uh, at this point in the season and on the podcast, but at least Justin Evans is coming back. I didn't even think Justin Evans made the team originally. So at least Justin Evans is coming back. That's a good sign for the secondary to have him back at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, it's funny. I, I have friends that always tell me, like, Terrell Edmonds stinks. Terrell Edmonds is awful. I'm like, I don't see what these people are seeing. I think he's a fine player. And yeah. not fine, but I think he's playing to the standard that it, I mean, he was supposed to be a backup safety this year, but I think he's playing to the standard really that they needed. 
Yeah, I, I am. I thought Edmonds and I, I think even Evans, you know, in his first two games before he missed, I guess it was the last. Yeah, I was wrong on Justin Evans. I was. He 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 looked pretty well his first two games. Yeah, he's missed every game since, but yeah. he looked good the first two games. Yeah, I know. I think so too. Um, so I think they're fine. Uh, at safety, I do. May, you know, everybody's talking about Buda Baker and making a trade for him, and you know, maybe eventually they will. I mean, we saw the some trades happen this week. You know, I've been saying it's a little too early to make deals, but we saw three teams make trades this week. So, you know, the market's heating up and maybe they do decide to go and see what they can get either at receiver. I don't think they'll go receiver, but maybe at safety. Uh, you talked me into it. You talked me into it. If Dallas guy really is, if the, if the solution to the problem is Dallas guard being taken away from the game plans, like we seem to think, or at least we seem to lean on to, because it looks, I mean, I don't know. I watched the games again and I'm like, it looks like Dallas guards getting more attention than I've ever seen before. Yeah. It looks like they're, and if, it looks like they're dropping the linebacker. And I, I've said this again. I'm going to say it again right now. But it looks like they're dropping the linebackers far enough back to prevent the big run from Jalen Hurts while also shadowing Goddard at the same time and helping the coverage on him. That's I mean, that's what it's looking like to me. It yeah. always looks like somebody's trailing Goddard whenever I watch rewatch these games. So if you're going to take Goddard out of the game, you need that third option. Why not go trade for a Hunter Renfro with the Raiders? Like Why not go get a guy like that that could perfect in the slot and then command at least some sort of attention and free some things up? You're trying to make a Super Bowl run here. You're 4-0 right now. Uh, I read a stat. I forget what year and what team that they are, but this is the second time a Super Bowl loser's been started the season 4-0. Isn't that crazy? I forget what the other team was, but that's insane. It's not. It doesn't surprise, though. I mean, it is hard to come out of a Super Bowl. You know, you're playing later into the year, right, February, and you're ending on a real bad note. You know, you went that far, and then you it's your season ends on a thud. So it's hard for guys to come back. You know, their bodies are a little bit, you know, a little weaker because they went longer and their and their minds are still probably a little bit like fried from having gone that distance and not winning at all. So it's hard. It's really hard to do, um, which to me, that's why I'm I'm not, you know, everybody's complaining that they're 4-0 and they don't look good, but they're 4-0 and they're coming away from a Super Bowl and not many teams come back from a Super Bowl loss and have this kind of a start. What's uh, the keys to victory for you? Uh, tomorrow what are you looking for well let me let me let me run this hypothetical by you know cam jurgens gets placed on the ir today you know they took it all the way up to saturday i i was surprised that they hadn't done it earlier in the week so i thought oh maybe he escapes ir and he can come back next week or even in two weeks but you know now he's done he's done for for four games um i think he's the fourth player that they've had to put on ir maddox mcpherson the kobe dean and now cam jurgens um, you know, four pretty important pieces there. Oh, and Sean Bradley. So really five uh, IR guys. Um, but who plays center? Say something happens to Jason Kelsey in the middle of this game and he has to leave uh, to, you know, get fixed or maybe he gets hurt. You know, he's starting his 144th straight game. You know, Kelsey's an Iron Man for sure. But what? just say what happens. Who who steps in at center? They're in a bad position. But uh, the name escapes me, the Good Jones. Guy on the practice squad. That's that's who they're gonna. I mean, that's what they have no choice. Landon Dickerson has center experience, but I don't think you want to take him out of his spot and disrupt two positions at the same time, like you said. Yeah, it would be that. That to me is the answer. I think it's got. Listen, Good Jones is on the practice squad, and they didn't elevate him, so he he's off the table. You can't bring him in. Oh, you're talking about for this game. I'm yeah. talking about okay. just, for, just for this yeah. game. Like, if, what happens like if something happens and he has to go for a repair and. You know, who who moves over to center? It's probably Dickerson. 
I would think. And then you would have to, yeah, because it's an emergency situation. They had no choice. Yeah. And then you flop Suo Peta over to left guard, and then you bring in Jack Driscoll or Tyler Steen if he's up. He wasn't up last week, but you bring nah, Driscoll. They would want to have somebody that the, the Eagles are always, and you know this too, but the Eagles always want somebody that, that's been there. Yeah. They want to throw that guy into the fire first. There's going to be more active people than than not this week that uh, you, you know, the usual inactive list that we usually see is not going to have some names on it that we're accustomed to seeing. Right, because you have four guys that are going to be out with Brown and uh, Jurgens. Well, Jurgens. I thought you meant long term though about this injury, since Cam Jurgens is guaranteed to be out four weeks. What do you do? Because they're going to have well, to do something. They're going to have well, to figure something out. What do you out. do? I mean, what do you do if he's out long term? And you know, again, he hasn't missed a start since the middle of 2014. So you know, we're really you better knock on wood win. right now, man. You just, yeah, <laughs> you just <laughs> tossed that bad juju in there. You better yeah, knock I'm on just, wood. Yeah, well, it was a conversation that came up watching practice with a couple other reporters on Wednesday or Thursday. You know, like what happens if, you know, no, this... I've, I've seen people talk about it. I mean, it's funny that you said that because yeah. I had that kind of same conversation too. And I'm like, yeah, I, they didn't, they didn't specifically mention for this game, but yeah, I was like, dang, that that's a good idea. That's, that's crazy. I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it would almost have to be a uh, big land and Dickerson, but um, you know, because the Eagles have, have shown that, Hey, you know, if we have to disrupt two spots, then so be it, we'll do it. You know, I know Doug Peterson and that crew hated to do it. I think maybe Nick does too, but hey, man, they already screwed up the slot safety or the slot cornerback spot by moving Bradbury inside and uh, affecting the outside corner spot. So, yeah, I mean, we we could see something like that uh, with Dickerson. And, yeah, I don't know, man. That would be a really ugly thing. Hopefully it doesn't happen um, and and Kelsey's able to keep on going strong. But uh, it's certainly interesting. They just have to get through four games, and Cam hopefully will be able to return in four games. Now, this opens up a spot on the roster uh, for someone else. I think this is N'Kobe Dean's last game that he will miss uh, because this will be the fourth game that he'll be out. He got hurt in the opener, so he'll be eligible to be coming back to the 53-man roster probably next week, um, or at least his practice window will be opened and then they'll have three weeks to add him. But this Jurgens thing could open up a spot now for Nicobe, uh to come back on the roster um, and, and uh, you know, and hopefully play. I mean, Nick Morrow is playing pretty good and so is Zach Cunningham. Uh, but I would think Nicobe would come back and step right into the starting lineup once he's healthy. I mean, I like how Zach Cunningham is playing, but the way that Morrow is playing, I would, what's wrong with Morrow and Dean? Like I, I, a lot of people keep saying that. They're always like, well, how do you take Morrow off the field? I'm like, well, I mean, they play two linebackers a lot. Maybe they take Cunningham off the field. I, I, again, you can, they can they can have three linebackers and then go into it on a matchup uh, dictated throughout the game and put Morrow in on blitzing downs and take Dean off the field or so, so on and so forth. You get what I'm saying there. They don't have to, you know, yeah. dedicate themselves to just two guys and that you put somebody on the hot seat. That's It's going to be fine when he's back. I'm not worried about that point. You want to yeah. ease him back in, too, because he gets injured pretty easily. I think the Eagles are aware of that now. Well, yeah, I mean, he certainly has shown that. You know, well, it's he, back from Georgia, too. It's not even just him being an Eagle. I mean, he has a long history with it. Yeah, and that's one reason I think he dropped, right? Wasn't there a medical report that yeah. uh, indicated that he was uh, not 100% or he needed some kind of surgery on his shoulder, which, you know, proved to be false? Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're probably aware of it. Um, but still... He's a good player, though. I, 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 I still we're not, yeah, we're not, not, not down on him. I'm just saying, like, it, that, that question I keep seeing float around what do you do with the situation when Dean comes back up with Morrow? You can't take Morrow off the field. Like, you don't have to. You can, they can rotate their three linebackers as is. It's not, it's not a, 
none of these guys are household names right now and hold down these positions uh like jeremiah trotter Miko ryan's type thing would so it's fine they can rotate guys around they'll, they'll get it done this defense will be fine at linebacker they, who, what, a, what a surprise they're actually fine at linebacker who'd have thought yeah i know good linebacker play this year i actually am i mean they had the cheapest linebacker room in the league by far and they're having some you know not bad it's not holding them back yeah uh, yeah i agree i mean the Eagles have never had a linebacker get three sacks in a game before. <laughs> you know, Morrow got it. Now, listen, they're not going to blitz, blitz as much against the Rams because Stafford would, you know, he's a veteran. He can he can pick the blitz apart. But, you know, when you're playing Sam Howe and the commanders, you can blitz and get away with it. And that's why Morrow got three sacks because Sean Desai was blitzing him. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, he's not going to have three sacks on Sunday, I don't think. <laughs> I'd be shocked if he did, and that, you know, but he won't. He won't. Uh, you hope that Jalen Carter can pitch in a sack here. I mean, I looked at that uh, all 22 of the game against the commanders. He got held a couple times. A that, ton. He gets that, held a that, lot. That didn't get called. Um, you know, and Josh Watt and Jalen Carter are the biggest victims this year being held without getting called. Yeah. I've seen Josh Watt just get demolished with held by the neck. Yeah, I know. And they're not, and for some reason they're not calling it. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see Jalen Carter really assert himself. Uh, on Sunday and pick up at least one sack, maybe two. I mean, he's, you know, I've been touting him as a possible rookie of the year. First time ever the Eagles would have had one of those on defense. And, you know, Devin Witherspoon comes out for the Seahawks and puts up a monster game Monday night against the Giants. So Jalen Carter's trailing him a little bit uh, in any kind of voting. And again, like you said, it's a long way to go yet. But, you know, it'd be nice to see Carter kind of with Cox out. You know, he's going to play probably 50% of the snaps, I would guess. Um, it'd be nice to see in that with that increased workload that he goes out and you know is able to at least get one sack. Well, that's how they win the trenches again. The, how the Eagles are built, that's how they beat the Rams. The offensive line for the Rams is one of their weaker units, and then again, for vice versa, the, the offensive line needs to stop the Rams' pass rush if the Eagles want to succeed through the air. So, right. I, I mean, that's really the keys to the victory there. This defensive line is going to will this team to victory without Fletcher Cox. That's going to be the storyline of the game if the Eagles want to win because. Uh, the Rams aren't as bad because people look at the paper on Rams on paper. They don't know half their players, but they're getting some good contributions this year for Tyrell Williams from the, uh, the wide receiver Puka Nutra. I know I'm probably pronouncing that wrong and everything, but that's okay. I'm going to let that slide. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Cooper cups back, of course, because why not? Well, I mean, he's playing the Eagles. Why would he not come back? That's usually yeah. how it goes. And then they come back and they look like they're brand new and completely normal. And he's doing it against a team that's going through their plan D at nickel. So, yeah. It's going to be, it's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be a tough fight. And people are going to say, what's going on with the Eagles? They're 5 and 0, but they're having these tough fights. And I just revert them to the Kansas City Chiefs team that won the Super Bowl last year that did the same thing on their way to the Super Bowl victory. It doesn't matter how you win. It matters that you win. Joan Hurts has to say it multiple times, all repeated itself. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough dogfight against the Rams. They're not the same slouch as they used to be. They keep taking teams into overtime, too, as well. We'll see how it goes. But it's, it's, it, uh, my prediction. Like 27 23 Eagles. Okay. Given predictions. Yeah, I'm I'm calling it the Rams. I think, you know, listen, the Eagles have really dodged the injury stuff so far. And I think now it catches up with them. I think they're missing, you know, some key guys here. Cam Jurgens. How how do you feel about Suo Peta? It's that right guard. He played I mean, well against the it, commanders on, this, on this an emergency notice. Start of his career. I mean, he's been here since 2019. And, you know, he he uh I mean, if you want to compare, if you want to compare his games, uh, 
that Buccaneers playoff game that he was forced to go into to replace Landon Dickerson, he got pantsed. The game that he played against the Commanders, he looked like he was ready for it this time around, and he was yeah. ready for the action. That was an emergency notice. He did well against the Commanders, I thought. So, uh, again, really, he's going against Aaron Donald and a bunch of company on that defensive line. It's not going to be an easy test, but, uh, you know, they keep trusting him. He keeps making this team. They're choosing to put him in there over Driscoll, so there's got to be a reason behind it. Uh, he's got to have to be the guy. And, and Tyler Steen. I mean, you know, Steen was working, you know, and he was – competing for that job with Cam Jurgens at the start of the summer. But, you know, Sua Peta is clearly past him. Uh, but it's it's rare that you see a team keep a backup like Opeta on the team for five years. You know, I mean, this guy's been here since 2019, and he's only started, this will be, like I said, his fifth start. And now you're playing Aaron Donald. Um, so, you know, that to me is a concern when I when I think the Rams win this game, when I probably pick L.A. to, to uh, find a way to win this game. And I think it's going to be like a 30 to 28 type game. I think the Rams will find a way uh, to win. I hate, you know, I know a lot of Eagles fans won't be happy with that. Um, but this seems like a tough game. You're flying across country. Uh, you know, you got the jet lag. You're going to have to stay hydrated on the plane. You're going to have to get rest. Um, it's it's just a tall order. And then you go in kind of shorthanded on both the offensive line and the defensive line. Um, and you're starting a guy that was on the street in the slot, probably with Bradley Roby. So to me, it just seems like it's a really tall order, a really big task to overcome. And I think the Rams will find a way to win the game. I'm okay if the Rams are the team that punches the Eagles in the mouth and makes them adjust going further. Make, maybe it's this the wake up call. We got to be better. But I just think of it Matt Stafford, great quarterback, still not describing him here, but he's a turnover machine, he, yeah. he's turnover prone. That's what it's going to come down to. If the Eagles can capitalize on turnovers when they get this turnover, one, even if it's just one, if they just capitalize and they score on that turnover, that's the reason why I had them winning 27-23 because that's going to come down to – I don't know if the I mean, excuse me, the Rams can keep up with the Eagles in the terms of scoring if Matt Stafford turns the ball over once and the Eagles capitalize and score on that drive that he turns the ball over. That's, that's the only reason why I had them winning because I think that's a very feasible thing to happen. Absolutely. I mean, he's thrown five picks already in four games. He's going to throw a lot. He's going to uh -huh. throw a lot. That's what they and do. And now he's hurt. He's got the bad hip, so he's not going to want to get hit. He's going to want to try to get rid of the ball quick uh, and that as that pocket collapse, and that could lead to mistakes. So, yeah, if the Eagles can force some turnovers, sure, they can They can shorten the field for their offense. They can find a way to win. Um, but, again, I you know, it's just it just seems like a really tall order to overcome being down four guys. Now it's nice that Britton Covey got cleared. Uh, he's got no game day designation. So he was questionable on Friday. Now he's going to play that helps, but otherwise you would have had to run Oz uh, Alameda Zacchaeus out there to return punt something he doesn't do very often. Um, so that, that helps in some small way, but you know, you're right. They have to find a way to get turnovers because if they don't get turnovers, you know, and they let Stafford move the ball down the field. And I like this Kyron Williams. You know, Kyron Williams has six touchdowns for the Rams this year, five on the ground. The Rams average over 100 yards rush uh, rushing, um, which is very good. And the Eagles are second ranked against the run. They give up, I think, 63 yards per game. But, you know, they're going to have to find a way to kind of stop the run, stop this Kyron Williams from getting – you know, getting off and and put pressure on Stafford. If they can do that, they can win. Yeah, but I again, I just, I just think the Rams are. are Williams are is like the most elusive runner they faced up to this point this year too. 
Who's that, Williams? Yeah, he's a little elusive guy. He's shifty type running back. They've been dealing with the physical type guys that will punch you right in, and you're not gonna you're not gonna out physical defensive line of the Eagles. No. So, so I mean, that's really the guys, the running backs they've been dealing with so far up to this point. Now they're dealing with uh, Williams. That's gonna be interesting. It will be. It, it, I, I'm not counting him out either. Uh, I think the I think the Rams are gonna. It's gonna be a tough game. Like I'm saying, I'm just. Yeah, it is. You led to my point of why I think Stafford turns the ball over though. He's hurt. He's gonna want to get the ball out. He's not gonna want to hit a ton, and the Eagles are gonna hit him a ton because they get pressures. Right. They might exactly. not be getting home all the way because. This soft zone is really putting these corners in unfortunate situations where the quarterback's taking his ballot options easily when the guys get in his face. But we'll see. I think that I, that's the reason why I had the Eagles winning, though. I have them capitalizing on one of the turnover drives that they have from Stafford. Okay. And what'd you say? 27-23 Eagles? Yeah, 27-23. Because it's going to yeah. be tough. It's it's going to be a tough game. The Rams are no slouches. They're not. No. No, they're 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 looking like a team that could contend for a playoff spot. Yeah, in the NFC. I mean, you know, that third wild card or second wild card could come out of the NFC West. You know, you figure the 49ers probably win it, and then you have the Seahawks and Rams battling uh, for the you know two of the wild cards, and maybe it comes out of the East. Maybe the you know the Commanders. Although, boy, the Commanders really fell on their face against the Bears. Yeah, no, yeah, that's so, done. The Eagles, yeah. They just love to. They like to put their whole entire heart into the season when they play the Eagles, and then after that, it goes like well, it goes like exactly how it went Thursday yeah. night. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, they because and they came in with confidence, and I think we talked about that on our last pod. So, you know, the Eagles are four and zero. It's it's great that they're four and zero coming out of that Super Bowl, and you know, to get the five and zero is going to be tough. And then you go to the Jets. You know, it's a game that you should be able to find a way to win, and then. Uh, and then uh, then back down to the Commanders uh, for a rematch. So, you know. And then it, Miami right after that, that's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, that'll be a real good one. But, you know, I just think that this is a stumble spot. And, uh, they, they you know, I, I, earlier in the week I was picking the Eagles, but now with these injuries and, you know, uh, I, I don't like Cox not being there. I don't I like. I was going to say, it's weird to say, like, the Eagles can win without one of their anchors. It's weird to say that because yeah. usually, you know, you, once one of the anchors is out on the team, you're like, now. But Cox yeah. has been that anchor this year. Maybe not in years past, but this year he has been. And his, and his presence means a lot to those young guys, guys like Carter and Davis and Williams. I mean, just him being there helps them. And, uh, you know, he, I guess he'll be on the sideline maybe. You know, he'll be kind of acting as a coach and talking to those guys. And Oh, is he flying to L.A.? I, I'm not sure of that, but. You know, I would think that he's not on IR. I would certainly bring him along and park him on the sidelines and let him be a, you know, a voice to those young guys, which would be helpful. Uh, but that's why you have Tracy Rocker too, your D line coach. You know, that's his job to work with the young guys and get them playing well and motivate them. But certainly having Cox there would help too. Um, and that's why it's just it's going to feel weird not seeing him out there. It's going to happen at some point. I mean, the guy this might be his last year in Philadelphia. You never know. He's on a year to year contract. So, you know, maybe this is a glimpse of what life without Fletcher is going to look like maybe next, as soon as next year. Well, Milton Williams and uh, Joan Carter got to take advantage of this opportunity that's in front of them right now. Yeah, and, and Jordan Davis. Too. Be yeah, nice I, I feel yeah. like Jordan Davis, I've been seeing him a lot on the field this year. He's like pre the presumed starter, at least. Is yeah. what I feel like when I see him. So I, I, I'm I, really looking at Joan Carter and Milton, Milton Williams the most. I'm looking at Milton Williams the most. Like, this is your time now. This is it. This is the, the best in-game opportunity you're going to get. Go make something of it. I thought he put, you know, that put when the oh yes, he he's been he's got the ball player. in it's overtime. Good. He was he ran the ball down from the backside on the run, stopped it for no gain. Um, 
in on that first drive the commanders had in overtime, their only drive before they had the punt, and then the Eagles won the game. But he he was the one that really set the tone first down, making a great tackle against the run, running it down backside. Um, that's the kind of stuff that gets overlooked a little bit. Then Reed Blankenship, you know, to me, really one of the MVPs of the defense this year. I know he missed the game, but you know, he they're the commanders are trying to get Jahan Dotson the ball in space, speedy guy like he is. So they throw a little five yard pass and Reed Blankenship read it beautifully and just tackled Dotson as soon as he caught it for a five yard gain. Not to and mention he, his forearms saved Philadelphia. Yeah. And then the next play, he gets his forearm under the, the cleat of uh, Terry McLaurin. I, I saw Reed in the locker room this week and I said, yo, man, what? Well, How's the forearm? I said, are you okay? And he's like, he goes, it's crazy that it didn't break. And then he showed it to me and it looked, it didn't look bad. He had a couple scratches on it and it was red, but I didn't see any swelling or anything like that. He goes, it was just crazy that it didn't break. Um, because, you know, McLaren's no small guy. He's 210 pounds. And somehow Reed was, I mean, that could have been a very devastating uh, injury for the Eagles losing Reed Blankenship. So I'm glad he's still out there because to me, you know, he's becoming the heart and soul of this defense. Oh, without a doubt. It's yeah. it's incredible watching uh, an undrafted free agent become this part, this pivotal starter for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, he's second in the NFL in pass breakups at safety, and he missed a game. Like that's, yeah. he's, he's something. He's for sure. I, I'm just amazed by Reed Blankenship. He's a great and he's, player. And he's second on the team in tackles despite missing yeah. a game. He's three behind Zach Cunningham, who has 29. Reed's got 26. So, you know, he misses a game. He's good for eight or nine tackles a game. Otherwise, he's running away with, you know, the. and I predicted he would lead the team in tackles this season. So uh, it's not a surprise to me. But, um, you know, he's certainly playing well. And, you know, there, there were so many unsung heroes in that game against the Commanders, and he's he's one of them. And William Williams, man, I'm going to tell you, when his contract is up, the Eagles are going to have a tough decision to make because once he hits – if he if they don't – Give it to him that contract. Once he hits that free agent market, the next team he goes to, he's gonna become a really good player. Once he gets that opportunity, I'm telling you, that guy is a good player. He's for sure a great player. Yeah, I, I like Milton Williams a lot. He's kind of the again another one of those unsung heroes on the defense. He just does his job and he's very good at it. Um, very good against the run. I mean, I'll tell you that play I talked about against the Commanders is just one, but I've seen him show up a lot. Oh yeah, in the running game. You know, well, his stats great. back it up too. He's one of the great uh, Pro Football Focus has great run grades on him as well and. Uh, he's a very underrated pass rusher too. He's gotten better every year since, I should say. Because at first he came out he's a little rocky, but ever since then he's been a great pass rusher as well. Yeah. But, all right, that's gonna do it for us, man. Ed has a loss. That's unfortunate, but I'm okay with having a punch in the mouth this early in the season rather than later. Yeah, can't pick them to win every game, and I mean I know they won eight no last year, and you know this is a game they probably should win. I would think. I mean the Rams are kind of in a rebuild more or less, but you know maybe they're believing that hey. Why can't we contend for a spot? We're two and two. We're getting our all, you know, our all world receiver back, Cooper Cup. Yeah, sure. Why not? And the logic behind back. this loss isn't that skewed, though. Cause I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. If Dallas was probably more armed against Arizona, they probably don't drop that game. He had a lot of injuries. And I I go with I see exactly where you're going with this. That's why I can't really argue with it. And I'm okay with, again. I'm okay. I'm okay with the punch in the mouth this early in the season. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I just, I just think it's a tough, uh, tough game for the Eagles, and and it doesn't. It's not easier by having to fly all the way across country, uh, right. and, then, and then they have to do it again against the Seahawks, and you know, in another month. So, uh, you know, so it's just going to always give the Eagles trouble too. I don't know why. It's just yeah, always the Seahawks. 
Yeah, Seahawks are always good against them. But yeah, this this Rams team is going to give them a lot tomorrow, I think. And the Eagles are going to have to answer, you know, and they're going to have to answer back and they're going to have to score um, because I think the Rams are going to be able to score. Darius Slade picks off his former teammate. Okay. Yeah, he was talking about that in the locker room this week. You know, he, I read your story and I, I, I was like, yeah, yeah I, I feel it happening. I feel it happening. Yeah, I mean, he certainly could. I mean, you know, he loves Stafford. They were teammates for seven years, but Slade don't care. He'll go out and I don't know. Pick he wants to win. Slade's yeah, a winner. Right. All right, Slade gets an interception. That's what I'm calling. That's why that turnover wins the game for the Eagles. So I say the way. I'll call Carter gets a sack. I'll say Jalen Carter gets a sack in this game. I'm going to put money on that, and I'm going to believe it too because, I mean, come on, Jalen Carter's always been getting there. He just hasn't finished up the rest of the sack. Uh, And, again, there's a lot of reasons why, and Ed hinted to it earlier in the show. He gets held a lot. He gets held a lot. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. We'll talk again to recap this game earlier in the week. We will see you all soon. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.